Amen. God can trust us. God can trust God us. God can trust us. Amen. And so with that being said, I'm going to ask Pastor Sean if she would pray and then we'll get into, which is a great leading segue into what we're talking about today, which is walking in financial dominion. Amen. And so we're going to talk about walking in financial dominion and what that means for us. Uh, and so if you'll pray, uh, we'll do that so that we can continue to be that distribution center. That God has called us to be. Amen. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. First of all, we just thank you. We thank you for <laughs> Jesus. We thank you that you have modeled giving and receiving for yes. us. That you said that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believes should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. And we come here standing today as believers saying thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we thank you that Jesus, when you left, you did not leave us comfortless, but you gave us the Holy Spirit. And you said that he would lead us and guide us into all truth. And so Holy Spirit, we thank you that you open our eyes. We thank you that you open our ears. We thank you that you bring our heart into agreement with heaven. And Father, we thank you that Fellowship of Champions is a church of 100% tithers. Amen. We thank you that it Amen. is a church, that Amen. we are a people that yes. love to obey you. Yes. Not not just in our giving, but in our living. We thank you that it does, that FOC is a church that loves to be light. We love to make a difference. We love to represent you well in the world, that obeying you is not grievous, that we love sitting as sons yes. to do your work yes. in the earth. We thank you that FOC is filled with partners that can be trusted. You can trust us to walk in integrity. You can trust us to be a distribution center. You can trust us to make a, to make good decisions. And we we thank you that because we have purposed our heart to exalt you above first in first place in our life, that you cause us to be blessed in every area of our lives, that you satisfy us with long life, that you cut off every plan of the enemy to cause us to die prematurely, that you satisfy us with good health. You renew our youth. You cause us to be blessed. You cause us to walk in purpose. And we thank you for what you're doing in Fellowship of Champions and it, that it is expanding to the uttermost parts of the the world in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. 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 That's a good prayer, amen. Listen, we make I want to begin by saying that we make absolutely zero apologies, uh, for, for teaching uh, about financial dominion uh, in the church. Amen. I know that there are a lot of people out there who are, are anti finances or they're anti. Uh, talking about money in the church, but the Bible actually has a lot to say about money. It has a lot to say about how you, how you, how you're supposed to have a relationship with money, the, the proper relationship, what money does, and so we don't shy away from it. And I said this from the very beginning that one of the things that uh, you never hear uh, rich people talk about is how they don't say money is not important. Right. <laughs> Only people who who are lacking in that area say it's not important. Money is important. The Bible says money answereth all things. And we know that just like you described earlier, if it wasn't for money, we wouldn't be able to relocate and help women who were in the domestic abuse situations to help them get out of those situations. We wouldn't be able to help people uh, who needed medicine, whose insurance wouldn't pay for it and help them get the medicine that they need. We wouldn't be able uh, to help kids who didn't have school clothes and who didn't have food uh, to, to have that. We wouldn't be able to help single moms stay in their homes. We didn't do that because we just shouted. Amen. We didn't Amen. do that because we prayed in tongues. We did it because we had resources in a bank that could pay for it because of our partners from around the world who are faithful in their giving to this ministry. And that's the reason that when we talk about this, I want them to know that if they've been a part of that, they have a right to a harvest. They have a right. And that harvest is financial dominion. Think about this. Last Saturday night, we were talking to a young lady who was sleeping in her car. Yeah. She had slept in her car the night before and the entire night, a man kept trying to get in her car. Yeah. We were able to pay for her a place to stay for two weeks. Yeah. We did when, when we needed to pay, we didn't just call and go, oh, we pastors, we love Jesus. Right. That's not what happened. They needed money, say money. They needed money. And one of the things that I believe that the religious spirit has done has tried to put a burden on a church mm -hmm. to be able to meet needs while the people themselves don't have their needs yep. met. That's right. And so we have to do what Romans 12 and two says, which is to be transformed by the renewing yes, of our minds. God is not crazy. 
God put us in a, on a planet and he knows that that planet operates by money, that it takes money to pay your rent. It takes money yes, to pay tuition. It, it takes money to put gas in your it car. Does. It takes money for food. And so what we have to do, which is why I love whenever we teach about this, because whenever you teach about this, you go stare up a lot of oh, religion. Yeah. It'll, go, it'll, be some, it'll be some angry faces. It'll pop be some up on angry. The okay. Let me tell you what you're going to Ain't nobody mad up. but the devil. You go stare at religious demons yep. and you're going to stare at poverty and scarcity. Yep. So I'm going to tell you up front. If you find yourself getting tight in your chest, it's not the real you. It's not the real you. If you find yourself getting tight in your chest, it's not the real you because you were created to make a difference. And if you and if, and if you hear the enemy telling you, I'm just going to log off this, I don't want to hear this, you really ought to stick around. You really ought to stick <laughs> You really around. ought to stick around. Because one of the things that's so interesting, babe, is many of the people who are so offended by wealth and riches are the people who are always trying to help somebody. Yeah. And so they're always setting themselves on fire. You know, I hear women say this a lot. I don't know if you hear men say this, but women say this a lot. And they say, um, I'm a good giver, but I'm not a good receiver. Mm. And you understand that if you are a good receiver and if you're a good giver and not a good receiver, you don't believe the promises of God. Yeah. But if you're a good receiver and you're not a good giver, you don't believe the promises of God. The promises of God, it's a cycle, it's a secular promise. We give mm -hmm. and receive. And this position of walking in financial dominion, if you will receive this word, it is literally going to change how you live. And when it changes how you live, you're going to begin to change the world around you because of how you live. Many of you have sat and said, if I had money, I would do this. If I had money, yep. I would bless these people. I am telling you, it's the will of God for you to have the money to be able to do the thing that's in your heart to do, but you've got to receive it. And what the enemy wants to do, and I, the only way I can do is to kind of illustrate this in the picture. You know, when you put soap on your hands and you rub your hands together, they call that lathering. Mm -hmm. What the enemy wants to do is to lather us up with money ick. He, he wants to lather us up with this money ick so that we get so um, icky about money that really, in, rather than attracting money to us, we're repelling money from us. And yet we're wanting that money to help people. We wanting that money to live a better life. But because of the internal ick that's in our life uh, that, that, that the enemy has been able to lather us up with, then we're not able to walk out what we're doing. That's and so, so, good. To, so people say, okay, why are you teaching this then? Well, the reason we're teaching this is because we want to propel people to the point where they understand that it absolutely, without question, is the will of God for him to prosper us and to bless us, not only in the financial realm, but also in the financial realm. I'll say that again. Not only in the financial realm, but also in the financial realm. The Bible, the Bible is clear that that the, he says money answereth all things. There are certain things that we as individuals need. And from the very beginning, God never wanted us to be subject to needs. He always wanted us to be able to have dominion over everything that was in this earth, over everything. And we see this in scripture in Genesis chapter one, uh, verse 28 is when he really begins to, to really talk about this. And he says, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. He says what? I want you to have what? Dominion. So he, if, so how does a God want you to have dominion over fish? He wants you to have dominion over birds. He wants you to have dominion over everything that crawls and creeps on the earth, but he doesn't want you to have dominion over your money. No, here's what's so crazy. Because most of us don't live in a place where we see fish. All Absolutely the time. not. But money is literally something that is going in and out of your life all the time. And the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he's given us dominion in this earth realm. But if the enemy can get you to stay stuck in some old belief system. And then what happens is you're offended with people who have money. Yep. You're, um, you're mad because you can't help everybody you want to help. But if you are a giver, if you participate in God's system, you have a right to financial dominion. I need somebody to say it like Kevin Hart say with your chest. Say, because I'm a giver, I have a right to financial dominion. Yeah, because because I'm, a I'm a giver, I have a right to financial dominion. I have a right to financial dominion. That's one of the things that God says about us. He wants us to have dominion. 
What does that mean? Money should not be the boss of you. Right. Money is a bad boss. It's a horrible God, but it is a wonderful tool. It's a wonderful tool. It is a wonderful Money tool. Money is a tool. It's and a it can tool. be a helpful tool in the hands of the helpful person. It can be a helpful tool in the tool. That's so good, yeah, babe. It can be a helpful tool in the hand of the helpful person. That's, that's the reason, you know, when people say things, and we correct people all the time, when people say, you know, what well, money is the root of all evil, we say, no, no, no. That's not what the word of God says at all. The word of God says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And when he says that, he says having the wrong relationship, having the wrong priority with money is the root of evil. He says, but if you've got the right relationship, if it's God and money, as long as you got God first and then money, that means that your money's gonna always be subject to God. That's so right. that means we goes back to our statement where we live by, which is that God owns everything and we own nothing, but we can be stewards of a whole lot. But we can be stewards of a whole lot. Think about it like this. This is the right relationship with money. We use money to bless people. We don't use people to get money. Right. We 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 use money to be a blessing to people, right? And so we're talking about we're starting a new series today. Several messages will go on and it's called it's talked about walking in financial dominion walking in financial dominion and you really need to get that in your heart and the reason we you know faith comes by hearing mm. and in truth you know many of us the reason we got saved is because we went to a church and at the end of every service they gave us an opportunity mm -hmm. to accept jesus and you most people you don't accept jesus the very first time right. that you hear right. it you keep hearing it you keep hearing it you keep hearing it you keep hearing it and then what happens it illuminates to you that the holy spirit is talking to you too well we came to tell you this morning when we're talking about financial dominion the holy spirit is talking to you too do you know why because god wants you to be blessed mm -hmm. and god wants you to be a blessing and you need money to live a blessed life and i know people get all tied up in their chest and they go well money isn't the only blessing well who said it was right who said that right nobody says that when you're talking about a healing they don't say well healing is the only blessing right they only do it where money is concerned because that is the area that the enemy understands if he can keep us broke busted and disgusted no matter how much we desire to do we can't do it we can't do you it. you can't be and i don't know i don't i don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody but you can't help anybody being broke you can't help anybody being broke you just can't and so if you have this desire to help people to help fund the kingdom to help people who are in need you got to get beyond just having enough to barely take care of your own needs and and let me tell you something when you only want enough for you i, I, I let me let's start let's kick out kick over sacred cows if you only want enough for you you actually selfish yes if you only want enough for you it, it's interesting the other day you asked on facebook you said how many of you tip when you pick up food mm -hmm. and i said to you i just watched the comments and it was amazing to me how many people who did not identify as believers talked about how important it was to still tip with takeout because they knew that people weren't making the same amount of money because people couldn't come in. And who was the main ones talking about how they don't never tip? Talking about that, what it costs you to put it in the bag. And I thought that's the reason that God has to get finances in the hands of people who don't know him. Because God is looking for someone who when you go and pick up your Denny's today, that you will hear him say, that lady needs a $20 tip and you won't say what a food one was seven dollars you like you know what god first money second i use my money to bless people and so many of you i want to tell you that you may give in the church but when you have the opportunity to be a blessing in the world you miss those opportunities years ago we decided that when we went to to restaurants right because one of the things you need to notice one of the things they say about christians is that they hate for christians to come to conventions and they hate for christians to come to restaurants and when we say they we're talking about this people who are serving the in restaurants They're or served. hotels they say that we've talked to them they say you know sundays is their worst day to work they work harder on sundays and they get far less tips and they're not just saying that because of sunday they are saying that because that is when the so-called saints go out and run the waitresses left to right up and down asking for a thousand things basically wanting to cook to cook something that ain't even on the menu and then you give them a two dollar tip 
or you get him a track that says Jesus loves you. Right. And so it's a we, poor representation of the kingdom. It's a poor representation of the kingdom. One of the things that we purpose to do early on is that we would say, we're going to go out to dinner and we'll say, we're going to pay for everybody here who's having dinner. And now what you're going to do is you're going to take the money that you would have paid for dinner and you're going to tip the people. Everybody. Everybody's going to tip the people. We literally purposed when we were going out all the time, at least one Sunday a month, we were going to match the tip with the bill. And we always ask the Lord to show us where to go. We have we have been in places where a young lady was like, I didn't know how I was going to pay for my books. Y'all paid for my books because of this. We have been in places where people didn't know how they were going to pay their rent. They didn't have enough gas for the rest of the week. Can God trust you to operate in financial dominion? And, and this week, you're going to get some opportunities. Yeah, you always get the You're going to get some opportunities to not be like, well, all they did was put my food in the bag. You know them people don't make but $2.13 an hour plus tip. You ought to come in saying, I want to be a blessing. Because you understand that if people keep seeing you come in, they start talking to you. They keep talking to you. You get an opportunity to share mm -hmm. Jesus with them because they want to know why you are being so generous that's a small small way to be a distribution center. it is and it may not even be with a restaurant but we encourage you to be open to holy spirit yes. and wherever holy spirit tells you to give especially in an area where you normally wouldn't give pass that test this week pass that test because that's the key to walking in financial dominion if you remember there were several uh months ago we did an entire series on understanding kingdom prosperity and one of the things that we said in understanding kingdom prosperity we said that there were three reasons why god wants to give his people financial resources yes. or why he wants to bless his people in the financial realm and one of the things we said is because number one he has a covenant with us he, he wanted to establish his covenant. his covenant and then number two the thing that we said is that he wanted to promote his kingdom he wants to promote his kingdom god has a covenant with us he says, because I have a covenant with you, then I need to get this wealth to you. That's why Deuteronomy tells us he's given us the power to get wealth. He says, now I need you to be a steward of this because there are certain things I'm going to do that I need some hands in the earth yes. to help me do yes. it with. And so I need a way to help. I need you to be my marketing department. Come on. He said, I need you yes. to be my marketing department and I need you to go around and I need you to help promote my kingdom. Disperse good. Disperse good to yes. others, which is number three. He wants to be a blessing to humanity through me through me through me somebody say that say god wants to bless humanity yes. through, through me. me through me through god me. wants to use you as a vessel to be able to bless others but i'll say it again you cannot be a blessing to people at least not in the not in the area where money needs to be needed being broke and what do i mean by that listen somebody needs to coat because it's getting ready to get cold you see and be blessed and highly favored doesn't help them Somebody is hungry. They haven't eaten for two days and they're living under a bridge. They need a place to stay in some food. You saying be blessed and highly favored doesn't help them. In fact, we saw that this summer. I mean, the exact we example. We saw I that used. this summer. We we because of Canaan, we ended up paying for a hotel room for somebody to get them over until they could get in yeah. their apartment. And they were they were the most gracious, thankful couple I had ever seen. That guy was so happy. He had got a job at Denny's, which was what made Canaan notice him because someone had bought him a burger and a shake. Yep. And y'all, he was he acting was, like he had won yep. the lotto. He was so thankful. We started talking to him. He ends up telling us that him and his wife are sleeping under a bridge until they can get enough money. He said, but I got a job. But I got a job. He was excited. You can learn something from him. Yep. That Thanksgiving will take you a long place, so right? Will. Anyway, when we're talking to them because we've gotten them this place to stay until they can um until they can move into this space that they have. This lady said, the late, the wife says, well, today I was telling this lady I was hungry and she gave me a Bible. And I'm going to tell y'all, it made me so mad. Yep. How do you tell somebody who is hungry? How do you get, give them food and a Bible? Right. But don't give somebody who is hungry a Bible. They need food. James tells us, tells that. us that. He tells us that. We don't turn the table. But if I don't have resources, yeah. 
if I don't have resources, or if I'm stingy with or if my I'm resources, stingy with if I my don't resources. hear the Holy Spirit about where I'm supposed to disperse, and I'm not saying that that one, that the Holy Spirit didn't tell her, I'm saying that it is a bad look on the kingdom when someone is hungry and and, and what you offer them is paper, because let's be what real, you want to do, that, eat the Bible. That's what the, a Bible is paper. Now the, the words on there are come alive and can change your life, but when you are hungry, you cannot eat a paper Bible. And so that's why that's why it's so important when we talk about these reasons that you keep this in mind when we're talking about I don't know what anybody else preach. I don't know what anybody else does concerning finances. I don't care about that. What I know is what happens here at Fellowship of Champions. And what happens here at Fellowship of Champions is we follow this model. We believe that God has established a covenant with us through Abraham that, that we will be a blessing. He said, I'm going to bless everybody who's a blessing to you. And so we believe that he has a covenant with us. And through that covenant, it's our it's our it's part of our covenant to be in to, to have more than lack. To Amen? have more than to lack. have more than lack. That's part of our covenant. That we are we are the head and not the tail, that we are blessed going in and coming out, all that Preach good it. stuff that we talk about. And then we know that we're going to use his to promote his kingdom. When we had an opportunity to sow into those people's lives, we talked to them about Jesus. We said, God loves you. You're not alone. You may be, you, you may have been living under a bridge, but even when you were under that bridge, God was thinking about you. He orchestrated this meeting today to get you from under that bridge and to get you where you need to be until you can get into your own space and God gave you a job. And it's so, you know, I want you to purpose in your heart. I want you to say this, say, I am not selfish and I don't have a scarcity mindset. Yes, I am not selfish. I am selfish. not selfish. And Lord, I do and I not don't have a, have a scarcity, scarcity mindset. mindset. And one of the things about us is that we're not looking to be Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean balling while you're struggling. That's not the goal. We're not looking to be, we out here balling. We always say this, we're on this journey together. We're on this journey together. But we're not going to stop if you stop. But we're not going <laughs> to stop if you stop. And we need you to do the things, which is why the Lord really began to deal with us about how important it was in spite of the backlash mm -hmm. to talk about the things. Because here's what happens. You know, I've said this to some of my friends. You talk about other rich preachers, then I know you'll talk about me, too. Sure. You just ain't had the opportunity to talk about me yet. Right. Yeah. Or but, I, I haven't reached the level I of rich that you think is too much yet. That you haven't. I haven't reached the level of rich that you think is too much. So you haven't yeah. talked about me yet. <laughs> yeah. But then what happens is this is that some of the very people who have talked about us because we teach prosperity have then had to come and say, well, Pastor Sean, can you pay my rent? And let me tell you something. Most of the time, God uses that as a testimony to be able to minister, to say, yes, I'll pay your yeah. rent. But here is why you ought to keep your mouth off yeah. of what you don't understand. Because while you're out here judging us for financially increasing, you have no idea how many people God has been able to bless because we had financial increase. And some of you, you wouldn't be so offended toward rich people if you would realize you're supposed to be one of them. You're supposed to be making a difference in the kingdom. I remember Dr. Ivy Hilliard said this years ago. He was teaching and the Bible says that the poor will be with you always. Come and on. He looked at the entire audience and he said, and I felt like he was talking to me directly even though it was thousands of people in there. He said, you are not supposed to be the poor. He said, there'll be poor but you ain't supposed to be one of them. If you are a born again believer, you are not supposed to be one of the poor. He says you're supposed to be one of the ones who's able to help the poor and help, hopefully help them out of poverty. But you can't do that being broke and you can't do it being selfish and you can't do it by hating what people call the prosperity gospel. Now, the fact of the matter is being born again, getting saved is the most prosperous thing God has to offer for us. So if we can teach about being born again, then everything else falls under that. So if I can talk about being a born again, then surely I can talk about money because money is not greater than being born. This again. is so crazy. Romans 8 tells us he who offered up his son, yes. shall he not freely with him, give him all things. Listen, let me tell you something. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, a very known, a very well-known minister in the gospel when they had all of that challenge in Afghanistan and mm -hmm. people couldn't get out. Mm -hmm. He sent his jets yep. to get people. Yep. 
Did yeah. you hear what I said? Yeah. When planes wasn't going out, yeah. when when America wasn't moving people yeah. in and out, he sent his private. You say, what would somebody need with a private jet? So that when you need to go rescue yeah. somebody that you can. Because those people who got out on those jets were thankful that that passed. They were mighty, mighty thankful. Yeah. And so we need to grow up so that the Bible says the hundredfold increase comes with persecution. But I, I, I need you to make this bold declaration in your heart. I will not back up off of financial prosperity because people may talk about That's me. Right. I will not back up because people may judge me. Yeah. Why? Because there is going to come a moment where because I have resources, God can use me to be a blessing. And every month I am so incredible thankful but incredibly thankful that I obey God, not just in my giving, but how he told me to build my business. Because every single month, I have been able to help people that, let me be honest, three years ago, I couldn't help. Mm -hmm. Three years ago, I'd have had to say, can we, how many people can I get to give right. to meet, right. this, meet this need? Right. Now, literally, it's just the opportunity to be a blessing. That's what we were created to do, to be a blessing. So I want you to boldly declare this. Say, I'm not the poor. I am not the poor. I'm not the poor. Because you got to shift in your mind from seeing yourself. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you one way you know that you, you're the, that you see yourself as the poor. You are always looking for who's going to bless you. Mm -hmm. You are always looking for someone to cash at you. You are always looking. You're think you're saying things like, oh, the rich people, they could pay my debt off. Oh, the rich people could do this right here. You know, I'm the rich and I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it for somebody else. Because as long as you are looking for someone to, to do that for you, you are putting yourself in the position as the poor. As you're the poor. saying, I need the rich to rescue me rather than flipping that thing and saying, I am the rich and I'm looking for somebody I can bless. I'm looking for somebody to bless. That's right. I am looking for somebody to bless. There are two scriptures that I really, really hold on to. And we use them when we talked about promoting his kingdom. And one of them is Zechariah 1 and 17. In Zechariah 1 17, it says this. It says, this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. The towns of Israel will again overflow with prosperity. He says, and the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Jerusalem as his own. He says, they're going to overflow with prosperity. And then Matthew 6, 33, and I love this particular translation. It says, seek ye the kingdom of God above all else. He says above all. So, so when we're talking about walking in financial dominion, we're not talking about seeking money. We we're not. talking about seeking the kingdom. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. It says, and he will give you everything Thing you need everything you need but you got to seek the kingdom first he says seek the kingdom of, of god above all else live righteously and then he'll give you everything he'll you give need. you everything you need and i want to i want to expand this word in the kingdom in the greek need does not mean bare minimum no and i know many of you you have only had what you needed bare minimum so if you needed $5, you got $5. The kingdom, when it says need, it does not mean bare minimum. It means enough. Second Corinthians tells us this. It means enough to do everything you were created to do. I am created to take care of my family. I am created to enjoy vacations. I am, in, I am created to give to the poor. I am created to be a tither. It is not bare minimum. Right. God has not called you to a bare minimum life. And literally what we are asking you to do is to stand in a position of faith and come out of a place where you're living paycheck to paycheck, where you're running out of money before you run out of month, where every time you have an unexpected expense, it puts you off to saying, no, I am a kingdom citizen. I participate in the kingdom and I have more than enough. And I am now becoming a person who can be a blessing in the earth. Money doesn't stress me anymore. Money doesn't overwhelm me anymore. Money doesn't dictate my life anymore because I've come under the dominion of Matthew 6. I am putting God first. I am living righteously and I have everything I need. And that's the difference when we talk about walking in financial dominion 
as opposed to some people saying, go out and get as much money as you can. That's right. There is a difference. When we talk about walking in financial dominion, we're talking about being kingdom minded. Kingdom minded. We're talking about having those three things in mind when we function in the kingdom. We're talking about seeking God above all else. We're talking about living righteously. That's the reason that Proverbs tells us, Proverbs 23, uh, 4 and 5, it tells us, it says, do not wear yourself out. Trying, trying to, to be rich. rich. If you're trying to just get rich, you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to run to every scheme, to every idea. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad, but if they're not, if it's not what God told you to do, it's bad. But he says, don't wear yourself right. out trying to get rich. He says, be wise enough to know when to quit. He says, in the blink of an eye, wealth disappears. Or it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. What does that mean? He's saying if you go after wealth any other way other than by going at it through the kingdom, then it becomes something that can just mount up wings and fly away from you. You will chase it. You will spend your life trying to go after it, trying to get it, get it, get it. You'll end up, and we've seen this. People lost their family. They lost their friends. Lost their health. Their health. Everything to go after money. We're not talking about that. When we talk about walking in financial dominion, we're talking about walking in the status that God has called us to. That when we got born again and he translated us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son, there was some dominion that mm. came along with mm -hmm. that. In fact, the Bible says it like this. It says the same spirit that got Jesus from the dead, that same spirit lives inside of you. And so if that same spirit had dominion over death, guess what else it had dominion over? Poverty, Poverty. scarcity, lack, it's the, insufficiency. He said, he said the same spirit. So if it's the same spirit, then we don't have to worry about whether or not we can have everything we need to meet every single need. Well, be sure to say it's, the it's the reason in 2 Corinthians 9, 9 through 10, you alluded to this. He literally says this. He says, they share freely and give generously. Somebody say, that's me. That's me. I share freely and I give generously to the poor. So if I give generously to the poor, uh -huh. I'm not the poor. I'm not the poor. I'm not the poor. I, I'm not the poor. I'm not the poor. I, I, I share freely and, and I give, give generously, generously to, to the, the poor. poor. He says their good deeds will be remembered forever. And then verse 10 says, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and the bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then provide a great harvest of generosity in you. Somebody ought to say this right now. Somebody ought to go ahead and just say this. You need to say God is not a seed consumer. God is not a seed consumer. But a seed multiplier. But a seed multiplier. Absolutely. Absolutely. God is not a seed consumer, but a seed multiplier. There's this one thing you say that in the notes that I think is so good. It says, in short, God will never bless any man or woman beyond his or her commitment to be a blessing because in the end it can wreck them. Mm. Now I want to distinguish this. You can get money in the world. That's not what we're talking about. Yep. We're talking about in the kingdom. People who don't love Jesus got money. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about how you get money in the kingdom. He will never bless a man beyond his commitment mm -hmm. to be a blessing because in the end it can wreck them. And let me tell you, this is a mistake I've seen people make the whole time we've been in ministry. People will say, if I had a million dollars, I would give this. Yeah. But you don't pass the test with 10. Yep. $10, yep. not 10 million, not 10,000. You don't pass it with a hundred. You understand that when you say, if I had a million dollars, I would do this. The moment we begin to say, God will put a desire in our heart so he can take us on the journey. Mm -hmm. So God will begin to say things to us. I can remember early on when we was two young college students and we didn't have a lot of money. Come but on. It was your desire to be able to feed other people. Mm -hmm. It was your desire. So God wasn't looking to see when we was 24-year-old college students right. if we could take everybody to Ruth Chris, right? right? But he was looking to see would we stretch and would we pay for everybody at Burger King? Come on. 
Come what, on. What, what we help everybody on them rallies meals, right? Mm -hmm. When we talked about having multiple cars, people don't know this about us, but we've given away cars. Sure. We have given away cars Absolutely. that were paid for, and we have given cars to people that we were still paying the note on Absolutely. because the Lord told us to. We have given away And people first. think that's crazy, but the fact of the matter is if God tells you to do something, it ain't crazy. It ain't crazy. It's never crazy to do what that's God right. said. But the truth of it is, is that that was our heart. It was. Don't get, don't get me wrong. We love vacations. We love sure. nice stuff. We love fancy dinners. But we love being a blessing to people. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, do you really love being a blessing to people? Do because when you begin to love being a blessing to people, then God is like, Yeah, you don't have a hundred yet, but let's see what you'll do with this My 20. God, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't have a thousand yet, yeah. but let's see what you'll do with this 250. Yeah. And when you begin to be a person, you will get so many opportunities for God to see. And some of you, you need to realize you could just repent right now. My Man, God. I didn't even realize God was giving me an opportunity. Mm -hmm. I told God I wanted to be wealthy, I told God. God, I wanted to be a blessing, but when that server had a bad attitude, but God told me to still give her the money, I didn't give her the money because I didn't think she deserved it. And I missed an opportunity to be a blessing. I, Sean Strickland, am blessed to be a blessing. And because we have purpose to live our lives, blessed to be a blessing, what God keeps doing is he keeps pouring more into our lives. Well, and I think what people miss is there's a scripture in Deuteronomy 8 and 18. And it's very, very, we read it all the time, right? It says, he gives you the power to get wealth. And then he says, because he made covenant with you to do so. I think most people think when they read that, they think that when he gives me the power to get wealth, that he's going to uh, give me the ability to go out and get a better job. And he's going to give me the ability to come up with a new idea. Most of the time, that power that he gives us is an opportunity to obey in an area that's difficult. Yes. It's the, that's where the power comes from. When he says in that example you just used, I want you to be a blessing to this waitress and the, or this waiter. And they haven't had the best of service. They haven't been top notch. They got your order wrong. Maybe they didn't have the best attitude. And God says, no, I, I, want, you to, I want you to bless them twice what the bill is. And you go, I, I ain't about to do that. I ain't doing that. You missed the opportunity to tap into the power that will cause you to be in wealth. Why? Because on the other side of obedience, we said this for 27 years. On the other side of obedience is what? Provision. Provision. Now, and here's one, because some people may feel like they're really generous. But how about this? What about when somebody borrowed some money from you mm. and they didn't pay you back? And then they went on vacation and had the nerve that's to a post tough it on social that, media. That's a tough one for me. And then they call you and tell you that they have a need. Mm -hmm. And your first mind is, I ain't giving them suckers nothing. Your first need is, no, nah, your, 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 uh, your need in, 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 in Mexico. Your need is or in, in the Bahamas or wherever you went. In, in Branson, in Vegas, wherever it is that you went, that's where your need is. And the Lord say, oh, yes, you are. Right. Right. The Lord say, not only are you going to give them what they asked for, yeah. you're going to release them and stop talking about what they owe you. What about that? Because I know you keep telling the Lord you want to be a kingdom financer. I know you keep telling the Lord you want to be a kingdom millionaire. What the question about is, can that? you pass the test? Can you pass the test? Because it's easy to do what's human. It's oh, easy to do what's on. human. But you, you got to tap into something else to do what's supernatural. You, you, but you, you, I, some of you right now, I just feel this by the Holy Ghost. You need to forgive that person who owe you that money. You're holding on to that money. You're holding on to it, not even realizing that if you would release it, God would give it back to you. And some of you, he's already given it back to you, but you still holding on to it, right? Because we're talking about kingdom dominion. And when it's kingdom financial dominion, that means the money is God's. It is, one of the things that the Lord told me about my business that has blessed my business so much, which is why I do what he tells me to do. He told me this. He said, Sean, your business is a front for my ministry. Mm -hmm. And as long as you do what I tell you to do with my ministry, I have a vested interest in keeping your business flourishing. How many of you 
are, need to realize your job. That's a front for his ministry. Mm -hmm. You going out to dinner. That's a front for his ministry. Somebody borrowing money from you. That's a front for his ministry. And as long as you will do his ministry, he has a vested interest in keeping money flowing through you. See, I knew that was for somebody. Shalom said, okay, Lord. All right, Lord, I'm going to let them go. I'm, I'm going to let them go. And in, 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 in letting them go, you're actually freeing yourself. You're freeing yourself. You're freeing yourself. You're freeing yourself. And I get it. I understand. I, I Listen, I've been very transparent with people. People know, you know, that, that you know, I, I listen to the Holy Spirit, but 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 my flesh is always trying to have a conversation. But I listen to Holy Spirit. But when someone borrows money from you and then they are out doing something. They balling. I don't care what they're doing. Even if it ain't balling. If they're doing something and not communicating back with you that they owe you, that can feel some kind of way. But if the Lord tells you to release that or if you just make it, you can just you can just release it and say, God, I, I here's the thing. Come on. When it babe. comes to giving people money. Right. When it comes to sowing money into their life or giving them money, that is, in essence, I do it because God told me to. I don't I don't ever I don't ever let people borrow money. If you need something and I have it, then I will give it to you because I know that God is told me to do it and he's obligated to return the harvest. Now, I will be honest and say that is very different if we do in business. If we do in business, the Bible says in business, be men. Now, there may come a time where I release you in business if the Lord tells me to. But in business is different than when I give you something. And so my point is, is that some of you out there, you have given people something because they asked to borrow it. You knew when you gave it to them. They weren't going to pay you back. In your heart, you knew it. But you did it because the Lord told you to do it. So then look to the Lord to repay you and not that individual. And you will release them and you'll set yourself free to begin to walk in financial dominion in that area because you won't be holding a grudge and mad and upset that they ain't paid you back. No, you, you really teach it good. You know what Mama saying said? What? Mama saying said, we teach them better than they saying they <laughs> That's what Mama saying said. Mama saying, well, that's what Mama, Mama saying <laughs> But let me tell you something. At the end of, um, in, at the end of business in 2019, mm -hmm. I had some good saints that owed me money. They 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 had not finished paying the bills. They had they was being kicked back, and um, my administrator was like, "We should go after them for this money." So I'm praying about it. And I'm like, "You right? Because you done got the materials and you didn't take the money." And the Lord said one morning I was laying in bed. He said, "Do me a favor." He said, "I want you to release everybody who has an outstanding balance and is now ignoring you." Because you, you gave them a jubilee. Yeah, so yeah. now you're in, now you're so, in what, ready for harvest of receiving a jubilee. So I gave a jubilee mm -hmm. so that I could receive a jubilee. Sure. So I, we wrote them a nice message, said you owe X amount of dollars because it was important for me to know how much it owed because I need to know what I could expect, sure. right? We wrote them a nice message, said we, we thank you. We, we want to release you of this debt right now. When I tell you that in 2020, God took my business someplace it had never been. Sure. See, you need to understand, you fighting, you, you angry with them about $200 and the Lord trying to get 20,000 back mm -hmm. in your hands. You angry with them about $5,000 and the Lord got $50,000 in your hand. Whoever you are salty with, release those people so when you give jubilee you can receive jubilee absolutely amen absolutely. listen here's what we're going to do we, we there are, there are five key requirements for walking in financial dominion okay, okay. i'm just going to i'm just going to tell you what they are we'll come back next week and we'll really walk through okay we'll really walk through but number one if you're going to take financial dominion it is important that you understand the covenant. The covenant. That you understand the covenant. We did a whole teaching on understanding kingdom prosperity where we talked about this. You can go back and you can listen to that series. I think it was four or five messages where we really dug into what the covenant was <laughs> and how it would bless us. Okay. So, number one, if you're going to take financial dominion, then you got to understand the covenant. Number two, if you're going to take financial dominion, you have to honor the tithe. You must honor the you tithe. You have to honor the tithe. And if you don't know what the tithe is, then come back next week so we can help you. But I'm telling you, part of honoring the tithe, you cannot be a God robber and prosper. 
I know people don't like to hear that, but I'm telling you, you cannot rob God. You cannot be a thief. You cannot take what doesn't belong to you and then ask the person that you have stripped of what's theirs to be a blessing to you. It just doesn't happen. You must honor the tithe. And then number three, if you're going to take financial dominion, we said you got to do it by becoming a giver. You must become a giver. Someone said, well, wait a minute, Pastor. When you just said number two was about tithing. Tithing and giving are not the same thing. They not. I can't wait till next week to talk about this. Tithing and giving are two separate things. And watch this. You don't get to be this third one, a giver, if you don't become what number two is first, a tither. You don't get to give until you tithe. And so we'll talk about that on next week. And then number four. We said if you want to take financial dominion in your life, then you have to do it by defeating Satan's attacks. And where does Satan attack us? Where the thought of money is concerned. He wants to keep us broke. He wants to keep us sick. He wants to keep us without. Why? Because that is a representation to the world of what it means to serve God. Who? I'm just being honest. If you don't know God, do you want to serve a God who keep all his kids broke, sick and scared? I wouldn't want to serve that kind of God. And so we've got to learn how to defeat Satan's attacks. And then number five, we got to take financial dominion by standing in what? Faith. Faith. We got to stand everything in, faith. in the kingdom. Everything is received by faith. Listen, if you don't understand that, then you need to go and listen to all the teachings <laughs> that we have ever taught on faith. Amen. You 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 have to. Uh, a young lady texted me the other day, and she said. Um, she was asking me, does should she tithe off of some increase? I said, I tithe off everything. The Bible says tithe off. I, I tithe all off everything. Your increase. I, I tithe off my birthday money. I tithe off my birthday money. You I give me birthday money, I tithe off listen, my birthday money. Absolutely. If it comes into my hand, if it comes and into it is, my it hand, is, it is something I did not have before, it gets tithe off of. I tithe off everything. Absolutely. And that's why I increase every day. Absolutely. That's why I experience increase every day. And sometimes people are upset because they're like, it's not fair. God is not unjust. If you participate in the process, you will get the harvest. Listen, I was never so blessed. We had a partner uh, in the ministry who who needed something, and they, uh, they 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 were they had been a faithful partner, had been given everything, but that something happened, unexpected things happened in life, and and they needed something. Uh, and what they needed was uh, a certain amount of money to pay this particular thing that they needed, um, and it was legitimate. Uh, and so, obviously, you know, if we can be a blessing to our partners, we're going to do that. And I remember. When 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 the partner got the money um, that they tithed off, they of. immediately tithed off. Of and it, I was right? like, "Wait a minute! You said you needed X dollars. If you tithe off of that, are you going to have enough?" And it was it, it so moved me. She said, "Here's what I know. Here's what I know. I had a need, and God met the need. I cannot not tithe off what He's given me. I'll use what this what I have left, and I know God will make up the difference." I was like, "Girl, listen." I'm going to make up the difference. I'm going to make up I'm the a, difference. Not the church. I'm going to make up the difference. If you are faithful to God like that, you need, I'm going to say it wasn't, but you need 1500 and you tie 150. I'm going to give you that 150 back. I, I'm going to give it, I'm going to pay the bill so that your bill is paid. Why? Because if you love God like that, God ain't going to let you be without. Come He's going to move on somebody's life to be a blessing to you. Come on. And I was just thinking um, a couple of, a couple of months ago, there was a young lady who sold a seed to me. And mm. the Lord said to me, I think she sold $3. The Lord said, that's all she has. Mm. He says, ask her what she needs. Now, did you see what happened? Mm. Now, wait a minute. Hold on. Don't try to run no hustle. And that's why you can't deceive God. <laughs> right. because Don't then, try to cash because $3. Name, like $3. <laughs> because now, and, 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 and I'm telling you, for the people who have that kind of mindset. You're never going to walk in financial You're never going to walk in financial Because you're a scammer. Because you're you, a scammer. <laughs> you a scammer. Yeah, you're a scammer. You no, can't but, scam God. I got to tell you the story and then I want to talk about the scammers okay. for right. a second, right. right? So anyway, the Lord said that's all she has. Mm -hmm. Message her and ask her what she needs. So I messaged her and she sent me like the screenshot of the bill she needed to pay. And the Lord said to me, give her that plus the time so she doesn't have to rob me in order mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. I said, listen here, you better hear God. Here's your he, instructions. He gave me three instructions to give her. Number one, Pay your time. Mm -hmm. Number two, pay every one of these bills today. today. And number three, she has a, a, a skill that she does. He says, put it out that you do this for money. And she did all three of those things by the end of the day. She said, Pastor I got several orders. So I just want to thank you for that. See, some of us miss it in the 
in the small things. It's the obedience that trips people up. It's the obedience that trips people up. You just would obey. It's the obedience that trips people up. And so I want to talk about scammers because my our kids, <laughs> our kids, they live in Atlanta, so they talk. The boys talk to us a lot about scammers. I want to talk to us about scammers. It's a lot of scammers in the church. It's a lot of scammers. It's a lot of scammers in the church. And that's why you got to have a Holy Ghost. So I want to talk about two types of scammers so we can work this thing out and we can get free. So when we move on. So it's leaders that scammers. Mm -hmm. And so what they try to use is financial manipulate, emotional manipulation to get you to give. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you how you avoid a leader that's a scammer. Mm -hmm. Hear and obey God. Hear and obey God. I have been in services where people are. Tell them again. Some leaders are scammers. Some leaders are scammers. We are just going to tell you. That is true. Yes. But let me tell you who scammers get. Scammers get people who don't hear God. Mm -hmm. That's who scammers get. People who don't hear God. Because let me tell you something. Because I want you to understand Mm -hmm. this. If we said today that we wanted people to give an offering of $37. And you need to follow the instructions of the Lord. And you sold the $37, but you don't follow the instructions of the Lord, then you was the one running the scam. Because right. it's two types of scammers. It's scammers on the leadership style where they try to get you emotionally hyped up. It's one of the things that you'll notice about Pastor Edwin and I. If, if, if I'm taking an offering, I am going to work really, really hard not to really hype people up because I want you to give from a sound mind. So there are scammers that are in leadership, but a, a lot of believers are scammers. Yeah. And what do I mean? You are a scammer. You will give an emotional seed to avoid obeying God. Mm-hmm. And so when someone says it, it, it's, it, it, it's like this seed is supernatural. It ain't magic, right? It's, they're not, they're not magic beans. They're not magic beans. And so what a lot, what I've seen a lot of people do is God gave you specific instructions. He told you to change the way you spend. He told you to go ahead and get a new job. He told you to increase your savings. You didn't do any of that. You ignored him on all you of that. You just wanted to throw a thousand dollar seed. So then now you are a perfect match for a scammer because now you're like, I'm going to sow a supernatural seed. And then we've had people do it. We literally, there are times we have not received people's seed mm-hmm. because the Holy Ghost is like, don't touch that money. That is going poorly right there because what people will do is they haven't done the things God told them to do and what they try to do is that they try to use a seed to strong arm God your seed is not strong arm robbery you cannot force God's hand to do something because you sow a seed so what people will try to do is that if you tell a testimony Mm -hmm. and you say um the Lord had me this was a true story for us the Lord had us to sow our new furniture mm-hmm. when we were believing God for a house. Mm-hmm. So then what people will do is that they'll go, I'm going to do what Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean did. Nope. You better do what God told you to do. Because maybe you gave away your whole set and he only told you to give away mm-hmm. your love seat. And now you're frustrated because you, so don't be a scammer. That's why we, that's why we impress upon you to be able to hear Holy Spirit for yourself. There's nothing wrong with you learning from us. Nothing wrong with you learning from Pastor Ralph. Nothing wrong with you learning from Minister Chandra. Nothing wrong with you learning from Pastor Chris. But at the end of the day, you better be caught hearing and obeying God for yourself. Oh, and it's one other type of scammer. It's a scammer who constantly wants to take the word, but they don't sow. Hmm. If if you constantly receive, because the Bible says. Oh, those scammers, I call those parasites. But okay, scammers. I go with parasites, scammers. Okay. Okay. If you're a person who sits and you all, oh, we'll call them parasites. Okay. If you're a person who constantly give me a word, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word, but you don't communicate back, because that's one of the principles mm-hmm. that when you have heard word that you are supposed to communicate, and it says, and if you have good leaders, it's supposed to be double honor. Mm-hmm. And if you are a person who didn't, who doesn't do that, you don't qualify. Yeah. And it's always important for me to say that because I don't want people to be caught up and be stressed in their chest when they don't increase because you're not doing what God told you to do. Mm -hmm. 
I love what Dexter Lee said. He said, that's what King Saul tried to do. He tried to make disobedience look good. Yeah. We try to make disobedience look yeah. good. We don't do the So we sow the seed to avoid getting the certification. Mm -hmm. Or we don't sow the seed because we like, I'm not giving them my money. All they want is my money. And let me tell you something. If you operate like that, you're going to miss out on what God has for you. I like what Janika said. She said, you cannot uh, replace obedience with the seed. You cannot. You cannot replace obedience with the seed. You can't oh, disobey God. Be like, well, I'm gonna throw a thousand dollars. It just doesn't work that way. Sowing may be a part of your obedience, right? But you it can't may, replace it. But you can't replace it. You can't replace confessions. With can I tell you something? You actually don't even have to pray for financial increase. No, you, that's what you're supposed to walk in. You walk <laughs> in financial increase by participating in the principles. Mm -hmm. You can't fast for financial you increase can't. to avoid sowing. You can't. Oh Lord, I you told me to sow this five hundred dollars. I don't want to sow five hundred dollars. So what I'm, I'm gonna a do fast is for three I, days. I'm a fast for three days. You're gonna be hungry and broke. Hungry and broke because you don't obey God. Yeah. Listen, this is such a good teaching. Yeah. I'm so glad I missed you. Missed you too. I'm glad we get a chance to come back and teach this next week. But before we go, I want to make some confessions within the day. Oh, you want to make, make some confessions? Let's do this. So there's some confessions that we have. We want to make four confessions with you today. Uh, they'll put them on the screen and we'll just kind of read them together. Uh, Let's see. We got them here. Um, I'll repeat after you. So okay. I can be, All right. So they can, yeah. uh, here's the first one. Okay. So say this. And you can say this when you, those of you who get caught up on the screen, you can see it. You can say it. Say, Lord. Lord. By your grace. By your grace. I am. I am. A trustworthy person. A trustworthy person. I know. I know. That you. That you. Generously. Generously. Supply. Supply. Everything I need. Everything I need. Amen. That's good. Amen. I'm trustworthy. I'm trustworthy. Yes. Amen. Here's the next one. Say, Father. Father. Say, I commit. I commit. To be wise. To be wise. With my finances. With my finances. And to owe no one. And to owe no one. Anything. Anything. But to love them. But to love them. Somebody declare right now all of your debts are Paid. All of my debts are paid. So, Pastor Edward, I got bills sitting on all my, my debts are paid. All of my debts are paid. But I got a hospital bill. They, they just told me they're going to send it to me on Friday. All, all my, my debts, debts are, are paid. paid. Amen. Let's make this next one. Say, I will give honor. I will give honor. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. Okay. <laughs> Say, I will give. I will give. And honor. And honor. You. You. Lord. Lord. With all that I have. With all that I have. Say, I will. I will. Tie. Tie. And give offerings. And give offerings. As you. As you. Lead me to give. Lead me to give. Amen. And the Lord's already led you about your tithe. Amen. I know sometimes people will be like, oh, I can wait till the Lord tell me. He's told you that 10% of all of your increase belongs to him. Amen. Amen. And here's our last confession. We'll make this before we get ready to go. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Say, I trust you. I trust you. With all I have. With all I have. This year. This year. And every year. And every year. Because. Because I know. I know. Sorry. You got it. <laughs> say, because. Because. I know. I know. That you are. That you are. The reason. The reason. For every blessing. For every blessing. In my life. In my life. Amen. I amen, got excited amen. about that. I, I got excited about that. I understand. Listen, I want to tell y'all something. I'm saying this to Pastor Edward when I woke up this morning. We're going to get ready to get out of here. It's your opportunity to give this morning. You ought to be giving in faith, giving in expectation. Amen. Let me tell you something. I don't care where you are financially. God has another level for you. Come on, say that again. I don't care where you are financially. I don't care where you are. I don't are care where you are financially. financially. God has another Amen. level for you. You know why? Because God wants to be good to his children. Amen. And God wants you to be a blessing in the earth. Mm -hmm. So it's those two reasons. Don't let people talk you out of it. It ain't just for you to give away everything that you have. He wants to be a blessing to humanity through you, but that didn't mean he wanted, he didn't want to deplete you doing it. Because ain't you humanity? That's right. He does really what God wants you to be is the warehouse. Yes. He wants you to be the warehouse. And if you go to any any warehouse that houses goods, even in this time of 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 of, of shortage with Supply chain, all that stuff. Warehouses still got more in the warehouse than what's in the store. They still got more in the warehouse. They still got, they more, still in got more in the warehouse than what's and in the store. Parenthetically, I want to insert this too. I want you to begin to decree and declare that the supply chain works. Amen. Don't go in the store and freak out as a sons of God. I started saying this, you know, because people was talking about stuff that was going to be uh, off the shelves for Christmas. And I just said, you know what? I'm not going to go out and panic by. I declare that everything I need will be there. I declare, as a child of God, everything that I need and I want will be there. And I will move as the Holy Spirit tells me to move. So if he tells me to buy something early, I will. But I will not be a panic buyer. I will not give in to fear that I will trust God that, every, that he already knows what I Amen. need. And he already will make it available for me. Yes. I don't know about nobody else. No, no, but no. I know about me. No, so I'm now going to push back <laughs> on you. We 
are supposed to set the tone for the earth. Okay. So not just for us. Not just for me, but you got to have faith. I can't have, I, I can't, I'm not, we can debate this. I'm not having faith for people who don't have faith. If you use your words and you say, there ain't no stuff in the store, you're going to get what you have when you go in the store. You can come and join me and make that same confession and say that when I go to the store, everything I need is going to be available and it'll be available for you. I love this. It'll I love, be available when, for I you. love when we have a moment like this. <laughs> it'll so, be available so, for you. So let me tell you how I saw it. Okay. So I saw it that there are babies at school that may not know that they should have faith for food. Uh -huh. So then my job is to command that there is enough supply for those babies to be able to eat. Uh -huh. Those babies may not know they need to have faith. Uh -huh. They mamas may not have ever gone to Fellowship of Champions uh -huh. and had faith teach them. They daddies may not know that. So I believe that we are to stand and say that we command for the release of resources so that all the people of the earth can be blessed. Now, what we expect is that those with faith should use their faith. But what we also do is that we use our faith to partner with people, with, to partner with God, because it's not the will of God that any of them would be hungry. The supply chain works. Amen. The supply chain works. <laughs> it works for me. I, 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 for those who need it, I, I, I pray that they, they have it. I, I, I want this word to be taught and people to get it. But what I do know is that I know Christians who are out there struggling and upset and depressed because they can't feed the whole world to have all, everything they need. People have to use their faith. Those who don't know it, then I pray that everything that they need is available. But those who are choosing not to use their faith and those who are using their words recklessly, the Bible says you will have whatsoever you say. And that's why learning this word is so important. Amen. Pastor. Amen. And I think it was one more thing I wanted to I wanted to say. What was it? Well, um, I don't know. What were we talking about? We're oh, talking, we're talking about, about the supply, supply, supply chain. chain. We're talking about the supply chain. And we just want to set our words that wherever, oh, this is what I was going to say. God, wherever level you're in, God wants to have you to take you to another level, right? Whatever level you're at, God wants to take you to another level. And I want to give you an example of that because it's so important to receive this, this word that we're giving you. It's a prophetic word. So you take it by faith, not because you can see it. So I was praying over my business last night before I went to sleep because I got some goals that I want to accomplish. And so this morning when I woke up, the first thing I was thinking about and the Lord had given me a word, he was talking to me when I first woke up about the thing I was praying about when I went to sleep. When I got through praying, I pick up my phone and one of my friends has sent me a text message and she says, I just want to confirm. And she confirms the thing that the Lord and I had just been talking about, right? immediately when I read her text message, the Lord says, believe me, you'll be established. Believe the prophet and you will prosper. So I was saying to Pastor Edwin, and when Pastor Edwin gets said, we're going to teach about financial dominion, that's a prophetic word. Many of the people we're talking to, you're not actually operating in, in financial dominion right now. You're not operating in that. So how are you going to get there? You're going to take it by faith. You're going to begin to see yourself paying your debts off. You're going to begin to see supernatural increase coming to you. You're going to take it by faith. And one of the things that we really miss sometimes that's so important in a teaching like this is that we wait, we're, we're trying to wait until it manifests to believe God instead of saying, my man of God just told me that I am supposed to walk in financial dominion. I don't care if my account is in the negative right now, $150. I now see what God is saying and I come into agreement with that. And my agreement, my faith aligned with that is going to cause my account to come out of the negative and my bills to be paid. But you must receive it by faith. So when we're talking about this, what do you got to do? You got to receive it by faith. So here's what I want you to say unto you. I want you to say what Mary said. I want you to say, be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. Be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. Can y'all put that in the comments? Now it's our opportunity to give. Are we doing our giving confession this morning? It's up to you. Yes, we totally should do it because why? We're receiving by faith. Y'all ready to give this morning? 
You're going to give by faith this morning. Those of you who haven't been giving your tithe by faith, give your tithe by faith. Give your offering by faith. You sow your seed in the pastor wrath by faith. Give by faith and be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. God said he wants to level me up no matter what level I'm at. Be it unto me according to the word of the Lord. I receive what God desires to do in my life. All right, y'all ready? Let's make this confession. Dear Heavenly Father, as disciples of the living God, we honor you today by giving our tithes, offerings, and gifts to be used in fulfilling of the Great Commission. In return of our cheerful obedience, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales, and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, big checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessings and increase. Thank you, Father, that as I join my value system to yours, you will shower favor, blessings, and increase upon me so that I have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Babe, this is a good teaching. I'm looking forward to next week. We get to get in and talk about these five things. This is good teaching. So we want to encourage you to do what you need to do. You should listen to this message more than once this week. Um, you should be a blessing to Pastor Ralph this week. You should make yourself available for all of the services. If you can't watch them live, you should watch the replay. Be sure to get the podcast because if you download the app and get the podcast, you can listen as you drive in your car. Listen, we are here because God wants you to win. Amen. We are here because God wants you to win. Do everything you can to position yourself to win. We love you so much. We hope you have an amazing day. We declare increase on your life. We declare the wisdom of the Lord going above on your life. We declare that you have everything that you need. And we declare over those who bring their offering today that you will experience supernatural increase and supernatural instruction, yes. even on this week that will cause you to experience increase in your life. Amen. In Jesus' name. In amen. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wait, and if you haven't accepted Jesus, you should accept Jesus because this is the first place it starts. And if you need to rededicate your life and come home, come on home because the table is spread over here. You do not have to be out there struggling and barely making it. You can come home. Amen. 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 Y'all be blessed. Y'all have a great day.